You are listening to the Resum Island Survivals, an audio project of the Imperma Research Institute at Lunda Uni. Join us as we explore more than 876,000 text objects detailing life during Imperma. Each of these stories, found on the island of Empty Slaw, are presented here in what we believe to be their intended oral format. Generous funding was provided by the Lariah T. Mushta Foundation and the Europe Endowment for Perma Renewal, proud sponsors of the Perma Listener Outreach Project, PLOP, which placed 500 listeners in centers across Perma. For more information or for a transcription of the archived materials presented on this program, please send a self-addressed envelope to the Imperma Research Institute at Lunda Uni, Lundangla, Europe, Ice 4. We hope you enjoy this episode of The Resum Island Survivals. Welcome to the Resum Island Survivals. I'm Dr. Loeswell, Chair of the Department of Imperma Research at Lunda Uni in Lundangla. As ever, it's cold out tonight. But if you're listening, that means you're sitting warm and snug, or so I hope, in one of the many listener centers now in operation across Perma, all thanks to our generous sponsors. I know we've already thanked our funders, but if it wasn't for their much-needed support, we wouldn't be able to make use of this rather magical medium of vocal transmission. I'm also grateful to those mysterious workers of old Perma, who fashioned this odd technology that we are slowly coming to grips with. Isn't it wonderful? Ooh, ah. You see that? My voice is there with you, but I'm here in Lunda, which is probably thousands of kilos from you. I've chosen to use the old Permian word, narrator, to describe my role here on this program. There's no Permian word that quite captures the special responsibility that it entails. The term has deep roots in many of the old Permian languages, and it means something like storyteller, but without our sense of civic duty. Part of what we've learned on Empty Slaw about old Permian people is that they told a story just for the sake of telling it. It's a strange concept for us today. Our Ananas and Pananas always warned us of what comes to the gossip who spins an idle story for no other reason than to pass the time. As you listen to the stories relayed on this program, I invite you to explore what it's like to hear a story without purpose, without seeking evidence, to resist balancing facts, finding a reason, so now, I suppose, as your narrator, I ought to finally introduce you to this program, The Resum Island Survivals, as we explore the immense archive of texts that we've been so lucky to discover on the faraway island of Empty Slaw. As this is our very first episode, I will share a short poem I came across in The Survivals that, I think, sets a nice tone for the project. It is read by my former student and ever-faithful assistant, Nuyo Huerto. Uh, ah, I should note that he is now Dr. Nuyo Huerto. My apologies. So Dr. Huerto translated the piece from its original late Ingla, which was one of the most widely spoken Old Permian languages. Now, sadly, we don't know the actual author of this poem. Its date, we believe, is from the High Imperma period, when recent cultural practices were completely formalized. 
Each text object in the survivals is accompanied by a symbolic series that provides key details about who wrote it, how it was recorded, and by whom, along with much else. We don't currently entirely understand the notation system, but we've uncovered some clues that have been useful. For example, the poem, which I promise you will hear very shortly, is attributed to a figure called the Blurry Presber. We know that this is not a real living person, because he or she appears across the survivals, which would mean the Blurry Presber is nearly a thousand years old. An absurd thought. Instead, we believe he or she is a ritualistic figure developed by the resumers. For example, we have evidence that some of the earliest objects in the archive were edited many times, centuries after they were written, to incorporate a reference to the Blurry Presber, affirming his or her, we don't know which, vision for the island's self-appointed, salvific role within the mad world around it. The Blurry Presber's texts are generally in verse, and it is one of the few we've translated that have anything to do with the people actually living on the island. Despite all the stories preserved in the survivals, it's the story of the Resimers themselves that remains most mysterious, hidden as they are behind the lives of the people they drew to their island. And now, for our inaugural reading from the recent island survivals. Dr. Werto, are you ready? Uh, yes, I think so. The mic is yours. We see roses in the worrying. The early ones saw worry in the honey and everything but what made them strong. Those ancients trickled beautiful words to one another that rustled between the cloudberry leaves of the island brush, the thicky, thorny protector of our shores. The stones of reason do not bend in the wind. They are ignorant of the hot, hot sun. Melodious moonbeams mean nothing. But for the stories we know, we would not have our smiles to share today. Stabbed, burned, and locked up though we've been, they could not cut our throats, wooed so they were to know what we know, to hear our stories. The story is a gentle weapon. They did not destroy us. They will not destroy us. So long as we have the story they want to hear. Through the loss we learned. Saddy, oddy, clever trick, detecty, spooky, and serious. What is the music when there are waves? That is harmony enough between moving suns and moons. Wind and cold and barefish bone amid the white shell. There in those is a pulsing indicator brought by the yellow light from above. So too is it with the tales we tell. I have seen the true sun, sea, wind, plant, flower, and fish. And it was clear on the high of one bright day. There is a formula, a sequence of all the tellings that can ignite through the mouth-worn wind bliss and peace. And the things they said, reason must be the place of the delightful harmony. <clears throat> well, thank you, Dr. Arto. It's poetic and delicate. But there's also something deadly serious about it. Don't you think? Oh, yes. Now, you've worked on this translation for quite some time. It's very good, by the way. Uh, thanks. And I'm sure you found out a few interesting things about the Resumers in the process. 
Is there anything that you think might be of particular interest to us today in Perm? Hmm. Well, I do think one thing is immediately interesting. The names they give to the stories, Sadie, Oddy, Clever Trick, Detective, Spooky, and Serious, my team has done some research and we've got a hunch about what they mean. We think that they are derivatives from late Old Permian Ingla, which we know evolved in its own way over the course of Imperma on Reason to become its own unique dialect. But our current hypothesis is that they refer to some different types of stories. So, for example, spooky is a derivative of the Ingla word scary, which in Permian means something like uh, frightening or uncomfortable. Our hypothesis is, then, that the section of survivals that we found in the spooky area of the island contained stories they collected that were in some way frightening or that caused some sort of unease. Oh, oh, so a spooky might be something like the children's story my Anana used to tell me during the longest night. She said that badly behaving children upset the ice. They would hear about the trouble they were causing their Ananas and Pananas and it would feel sad and angry at the same time. The ice, when it felt like this, became unpredictable. It grew and shrunk quickly, destroying everything in its path. Villages would be rebuilt after it receded, only to be destroyed the next fishing season. One day the trees decided to do something about it. They were tired of moving further south and north again, over and over, since it took so much out of them to do it. They decided to talk to the ice and see what was wrong. Maybe they thought they could calm it down and convince it to be more predictable. Well, the story goes that the trees talked to the ice and learned about the reason for it being upset, that naughty children were the cause. They gave the ice an idea. By showing the ice how their own branches grew, they taught the ice to grow icicles from its blue cliffs. How did the rest go now? Uh, the little fingers. They... Yes, yes, that's it. The little fingers they could grow for kilos and kilos. And they grew until they found the children who caused their ananas and panas pain and suffering. Their long, frosty fingers were so thin and brittle that nobody could see them slipping in through a crack in the wall of a prefa as they reached into a sleeping child's nose while he or she slept. I think it was through their ears. And then, when their anana or panana would try to wake their little one the next morning, They'd find their naughty child frozen through. I was always terrified by that story. I'd block up every possible crevice in my room to make sure the ice couldn't get in. Like so many of those Permian tales, I believed them. And I probably behaved the better for it. Stories have all sorts of uses, and I hope we can discover just what uses the stories on Reesom Island had. Uh, me too. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Resum Island Survivals. This was Episode 1 of Cycle 1 Preliminaries. David Walker played Dr. Lowe Swell. 
John Barthelm played Dr. Nuya Huerto. It was written and directed by Chris Whitebell. This was a Chickadee and Crow production. Learn more about this show at chickadeeandcrow.com.